call is being recorded. <laughs> Episode four, A New Hope. It is a time <laughs> of civil war. No, it isn't. That's, that's a movie. But we are in our fourth episode, aren't we, Peter Minor? Yeah, what? What is it again? Oh, Ship Happens? Ship Happens, right. Not Star Wars. Ship right. Happens. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've so, really been struggling with this one, haven't we? Yeah, we have. You know, who knew finance yeah. could be so, uh, shall we say, challenging? <laughs> you know. Yeah, well. That's, that's, that's yeah. why they get paid the big dollars, right? To confuse us <laughs> and make us think that we can't possibly understand these things and thus require their Exactly. Service. But let's see. So let me see. Let's try this. So when we... And in episode three, I threw out this teaser about hedge funds. And yes, you did. That's what sent, and that's what sent us into a nice spiral. Because it's hard to talk about freight futures in freight. Hard to figure out why I do them. Remember? Remember us talking about that? <laughs> well, yeah, but we have to start out at the who is doing the why. There's one motivation uh-huh. for the guy in the freight business, and then there's another motivation yeah. for... You know, Johnny, uh, my office is on Wall Street, and I don't care about the commodity future I'm trading. Right. So I think we've got to start with the one that, the the farmer equivalent, the farmer who sells their wheat as futures, those those companies that are buying freight. Okay. So when we tried to talk about this before, I didn't have the answer as to why I do it. So, but you did a lot of listening and you did a lot of research. We've seen lots of articles about the history of freight futures or derivatives. We kind of understand how they work. We think that those we've got it. We've got, we're a little bit ahead now, or at least caught up with those guys on wall street that are trying to obfuscate everything from us. But, but let's try this. So, since I don't have all the answers, let me let me let me switch it around here. Let's try something different. <laughs> you game? Hmm? Are you game? I am game. <laughs> okay, so Chris, you've done a lot of research on freight futures in the beginning, the origins of freight derivatives or derivatives in general. Why do you think anybody would ever try and buy or sell? futures contract and freight look there's only one answer when you talk about business why do something right answer is always the same answer is money money right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if it's johnny farmer or steve the shipper then he is maybe buying some insurance right against some calamitous occurrence right you have a hundred bucks you spend five so that you're 95 doesn't collapse to zero or some such, right? If you're a trader and that's your business, well, you hope the price swings enough from what the, I don't know, what's the term for the the, the option price? Is that what it's called? If you have an mm-hmm. option to buy? Okay, mm-hmm. well, yeah. you know, you hope that you hope that the price changes a certain amount from the option price, thus increasing right. the value of the option you just bought. But in either scenario the, the 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 motivation is making money it's yep. as simple as that yep. you know the only question is um and we i've shared something with this you about 
I shared something with you about this the other day in terms of finance, right? It used to be that finance was a tool that supported American business and, you know, bought the, the, the or enabled the purchase of factories and equipment and steel to build cars and so forth and so mm-hmm. on. Um, but then it's gotten to a point in certain instances and certain did certainly did 13, 12 years ago with the mortgage mortgage crisis, wherein the tail wags the dog. Yep. And, and that finance becomes the be all end all. And that's what overshadows the value of the underlying commodities in many cases by a considerable factor. Wow. So, Whoa. So, yeah, not bad for a guy who doesn't know squat about <laughs> finance, right? Yeah, but now you even lost me. Let's see. How, how do I find my way back? So, okay. So, you, you're saying, so me, uh, Sally Farmer, who sells my wheat as futures, or Joe, freight forwarder logistics company, buys a freight futures contract. I do that because it's the way that I make money. Is that what you're saying? It's as simple as that. It's insurance. If you have, if mm. the price today is a hundred and you can sell something for a hundred right here and right now, you know through experience that the price might in fact fall. Of course, it might rise too, but it might fall. So you sell the stuff at a hundred today. Somebody has promised to buy something from you at a hundred today. You don't sell everything at a hundred today. I mean, you could, mm-hmm. but you you sell only a portion of it, right? And then you hold on to the rest of it in the hopes that the price actually increases, right? right. But if it does decrease, well, you're covered a little bit. You're not totally ruined. You're only mm-hmm. semi-ruined, mm-hmm. right? It's it's the same reason why you buy insurance for your car, right? That oh. that insurance costs you money, which you could do other things with. You could invest it. You could uh, mm-hmm. go to Tahiti with it. You could do all kinds of things. But instead, you take that $1,000 and you give it to somebody else to assume risk. Yeah. And if something calamitous does happen, then you're not responsible for the 50 grand or 100 grand or half a million or whatever the policy covers. That Got person it. covers it. That's really good, Chris. That's too awesome. Shabby. I need liberal <laughs> arts education. Yeah. Okay. That's actually not bad. Uh, okay. So now, all right, now let's see. All right. So if it's like an insurance, so like if I'm buying or if I'm selling, it's in both cases, it's like insurance for me. So, all right. So why, why? Is that that not done all the time now? Like, why why can't we just do well? There's, uh, what? How many hundreds of millions of transactions of freight that happen every year around the world? Why why not just you know do everything that way? Why not just like you know buy an insurance policy every time you ship something? Well, maybe it's done already. I mean, I I, I think that in the insurance business, these uh, in, in the shipping business, these guys. Uh, who've been at it for a hundred or X number of years or companies that have been at it for X number of years, they, they, uh, they, they do hedge it. But the question is in terms of finance, does it leave their little world mm-hmm. right to the point where like in the mortgage business uh, 12 years ago, does it leave their little world such to the point where Johnny on the street starts to buy and sell these financial instruments? Right which of course will fluctuate in value depending on the right. price of shipping. Right. Now we know from our favorite movie, Trading Places, 
that certain commodities are already habitually traded by these finance mm -hmm. guys. And right. they don't care whether it's orange juice or, or salt and pepper or whatever. They just care that A, they have the right to buy or sell something at a certain price, and B, that's going to be compared to what the current price is, and hopefully they right. can make money on that spread. Right. Okay, so, so you mean you have to have a bunch of people standing in a room throwing little pieces of paper at each other for this to happen? No, but you have to have a market. And these days, mm -hmm. that kind of market, which you just described, doesn't even happen, you know, unless you want to mm -hmm. make a movie with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, then mm -hmm. they can make it happen. But yep. for the most part, it's all done with little buttons, like on your Bloomberg terminal. Uh -huh. and, and and by the way, that's the way to get rich. Sell shovels to the miners. <laughs> and the Bloomberg terminal is a great shovel. It is. It is indeed. Uh -huh. so, so, oh, so you mean, so this means that we have to talk digital again, huh? This means that the only way for this to actually really kind of work in logistics of the freight industry is to throw it on a computer and make some kind of digital transaction out of the purchase or, or selling of insurance. Well, from what this naive young man understands, there were certain industries or certain, um, what's the word, markets, that's the better word, certain, certain markets which didn't really exist before the computers because it was just too much for humans to handle. For example, my reading, my recent reading, tells me that it was only till the advent of computers that stocks were traded on fractions less than one-eighth. Yes. Right? Prices used to be a half or a quarter, and then it would yes. stop at one-eighth. Well, apparently yep. now we can go down to a penny, right? Yep. And all of that is because of the power of the computer. And yep. you had to have somebody who would out analyze the risk. You know, Wall Street loves risk as long as the risk can be measured, because then it can be evaluated yes. and sold. But if it can't be measured, and if it can't be measured quickly enough, then these guys don't know what they're doing, and you know you could lose your shirt, and so forth and so on. So with the advent of computers and the, 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 the rapid um, uh, calculations that they uh, allow for, then I'm sure, I don't know, but I'm sure what they did was they started to look around at the various futures markets and said, which is the one that we can make the most money at? And they started with that. Yep. And then they went to the one where they could make the second most money at. And then they went mm -hmm. to the one that make the third most money at. Mm -hmm. Until eventually they get down into the deepest, darkest corners of whatever commodity that could be traded. Right? Even if it's a tiny little niche market, there's still a scrap they could suck, suck up in their vacuum. Right? <laughs> so they get a couple of graduates so... <laughs> and put them in a corner and say, here, kid. Make the market, and, <laughs> and they do. So, so okay. So then we go back to the beginning, which is so the what we're looking for is the potential of hedge funds getting involved in the freight derivatives, because we're down, we're at the point now, perhaps potentially, hopefully, where that those deep dark corners of the universe and the types of commodities might start to be have reached freight derivatives and um, and let me just well let me just say too as evidence by our friends at nasdaq who i met recently who have been holding on for a while in the hopes that freight derivatives are gonna have a life of their own one of these days right they're getting excited about a new market because somehow they can mm -hmm. make money at it probably being the middleman you know, providing yep. the trade backbone, Absolutely. 
or providing exactly. the, the the standard of the you know the price index or you know whatever yep. it is. But if all yes. these other markets for certain commodities like apples and peanut butter and frozen concentrate orange juice, if all that stuff was mature, then yeah, you start going for these yeah, other ones that were it. previously ignored because they weren't lucrative enough. All right. I think we told the story. Oh yeah? You, you happy with that? Yeah. I think I'm I deserve a raise. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> It'll be uh <laughs> Yeah. Well let's see. let's see, we'll figure out something. <laughs> what what's what's uh what's what's ten times uh zero? Oh yeah, I, I remember what that is, sure. Uh... Yeah, okay. Oh <laughs> so... well. All right. Well, if we've if we've done a good job of telling the story about freight derivatives, I'm thrilled. And if that's the case, then our next next episode. Hey, cue me up for the next episode. Okay, Peter. Tell us what's going to be our <laughs> next episode. Okay. So this I got actually from one of my customers who had a big smile on the face when they suggested it to me. The next episode right. is going to be called. What happens when the ship hits the fan? Okay, hold on a second before we go any further. You said this client of yours had a smile on his face when he proposed this idea. Yes. Are yes. you telling me he wasn't wearing a mask? <laughs> it was Zoom. It was on Zoom. It was on Zoom. Oh, he was oh, all by himself oh. in his office. Oh, okay. It's all right. okay. Uh, all right. Good. All right. All good. Had to check. It's all good. <laughs> Would have had to publicly shame him otherwise. So. <laughs> All right. Signing off. Signing off. Until next time.